Welcome to the Beneath Sport Podcast. My name is Daryl. I'm a football fanatic and all-around sports lover. Here at Beneath Sports, we take a deep dive into the landscape of Canadian sports and the people behind it. So tune in every Wednesday when a new episode drops and see what lies beneath. The jersey, the pads, and the helmet. Welcome to another episode of the Beneath Sport Podcast. Today, I have the great pleasure of introducing another great guest. He's a broadcaster, girl dad, and was a professional football player in the Canadian Football League. Please welcome Nate Ajay. How's it going, bro? Going great, man. Uh, honored to be on with you. I appreciate what you're doing for sports, trying to tell stories that you know a lot of people don't get to hear, right? So, uh, honored to be on with you and uh, excited, man. For sure. I appreciate it. So, you're a... Uh, Mississauga boy, West End man. Uh, <laughs> can you like kind of let us in what that experience was like growing up in Mississauga? Yeah, man, Mississauga. You know, probably everybody you know from Mississauga has a lot of pride yeah. in where they're from, right? Especially if they play the football. So it's the same for me. A lot of pride, especially you know when I first started, uh, when we first moved to Mississauga. A lot of my friends, uh, one friend in particular, my best friend. You know, he, he had three brothers. They're all playing football. And I remember, you know, telling my parents, I want to try football. And I'm, I'm Ghanaian. They're like, what's football? The only football <laughs> you know is soccer. Yeah. And I'm like, they're like, no, you're not playing first of all because you're going to get hurt. So it was a long process of me, like, you know, writing letters, telling them I'm not going to get hurt. I'm fast, you know. So yeah. just just pretty much trying to hang out with my friends and, uh, you know, just, just you know, being in Mississauga, that's that was my first taste of real real football through you know some of my best friends and you know just never look back like literally everything I know love and uh, appreciate comes from football pretty much so uh, and that and I have a huge thanks to Mississauga for that you know it's just so mm-hmm. and I know you know everybody from Mississauga loves the city I love the city uh, we actually moved back we lived in Toronto for a while but when the, yeah. once the family got bigger we uh, we moved back so. Growing up in Mississauga, I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. Nice. That's dope. I can definitely relate with, like, trying to get my mom to get me to play football. Yeah. I remember my first year, I was playing receiver, and she's like, Daryl, throw the ball, throw the ball, because she didn't want me to get <laughs> She didn't want me to get hit. I'm like, Mom, I'm playing receiver, <laughs> y'all. I got to hold on to the ball in my hands. like. <laughs> but, yeah, once she got around with it, football became kind of our life, right? Um, so talking about the Peel region, rich football history, Um What's that kind of football beef like? Because you know that Mississauga, Brampton beef. Yeah. Brampton had Jerome Messam, Enoch, Courtney Steven, Mississauga, yourself, Andre Dury, uh, yeah. Jawan. Like, what are those kind of battles like in the Peel region area? It was it was hectic. Think about, like, Hamilton, Toronto, both cities hate each other. Mm. We're so close. And, you know, we take pride. So I know Mississauga, when I was coming up, we felt like we had the best players uh, especially playing Mississauga Warriors. And when when you do something, you feel like you're the best at it. And another group of people who kind of look like you, talk like you, roll up and, and they start thinking that they're the best at it. You you kind of like, hold up. You want to prove that, you know, w- which side is, is really the best. And that's really what it was. It was just, you know, trying to prove that, you know, we really were the best at football. In my time, we never lost the Brampton, the Brampton mm. Bulldogs in, uh, in football ever. 
And we, we always let them know every chance we got. It's funny because they would talk the most, but we would talk the most on the field. Mm. And uh, still to this day, I always let all those Brampton guys know that they can't hold us in football. They're coming up, though. They got a lot of guys coming up. Yeah. yeah. Like Mechie and uh, oh yeah, and Josh, Josh Palmer in the league now. But I always tell those guys, you guys learn from us, right? So <laughs> now you guys are taking it to another level. So, no, those are, those are fun, fun battles, man. It's just because – the robberies are great when, you know, the, the two people involved are not equal, but, like, you understand they're a threat, right? You understand yeah. they're great players, too, and uh, we certainly knew that. I feel like we just had better coaching and better infrastructure for football, so we hmm. excelled a lot earlier. But once Brampton started getting, you know, the type of coaching um, that they have now, it's they, they've taken off. So uh, that, 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 that robbery was heated. Um, I know a guy, one of my good friends, Courtney Steven, he's uh, he play, played for the Hamilton Ticats a long time. So we came up, he was from Brampton, now I was from Saga. We faced off on high school football, high school track. I mean, I went to Buffalo, he went to the NIU, yeah. um, you know, faced off there. Then I was on Toronto and he was on Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. Big classics going at it. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was fun. That, that, that was, that's the one I remember just continuing on like literally my whole life and me and him like talk all the time now now he works for hamilton and yeah. i now i've been broadcasting for toronto so we linked up a bunch of times this year and it's still going on Went so back and forth yeah uh, that's that's just the type of rivalry it is that like, you just never forget it and uh it stays with you for a long time but at the end of the day it's all love because we want to see each other um doing well and, and for sure and it to the next level no that's dope i think those regional rivalries you don't really think of but then they're deeper than um, than you'd expect. Like out in this region, it's uh, Ajax Pickering Dolphins versus Oshawa. And like we're close by, but it's always that back and forth in terms yeah. of like who's better, right? So I think, yeah, I think it's just a, like a, yeah, it's a fun little rivalry to go around. You're almost like brothers fighting back and forth, you know yes. what I mean? So and it's always it's, most heated when, you, when it's your brother, you know what I mean? It's always, yeah. Most, like if, if you didn't care about them, you're like, there's nothing. But once it, once it's your brother, you're like, you like, it hurts more and when you lose and it feels better when you win. For sure. For sure. Um, so you come up playing up in the Peel region, um, like your Mississauga Warriors tape legendary. <laughs> um, Cause I remember growing up in, uh, being in high school and stuff. And they're like, this guy from Mississauga, he's squatting 400. Like there's no, <laughs> <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. Right. Um, but you chose to go down South to play ball. How come you chose to go down South instead of staying up here with new sports? Yeah, man. I, I remember, you know, like coming up uh, junior, senior high school, like, you know, going all over the country, all the schools, um, you know, recruiting trips. And, but since I was a kid, like I had in my head that I didn't I want to play with the best players. Right. I want to play with, uh, you know, the best competition, the best coaches. And, you know, the, all the guys I saw in the NFL, all of them went you know, all, all the schools that we were talking about, right? So yeah. that was my goal. And the person that really kicked it off, I told you, my best friend, uh, his name was Chris Rossetti. I don't know. If oh, yeah, yeah. For Markham. Mike's. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then now he works for the Dolphins. But he was really into NCAA sports. Like, we, like, I spent most of my time with him, right? Get the NCAA video game. Put all the players like back then they didn't they didn't have uh, the players' names in there so he gets the numbers and yeah. put all manually put all the players' names in it so like we were heavy into it and we'd always like create our own players and put ourselves on, in different schools and play together right so that was always the ultimate dream and uh, it really stuck in my head that I wanted to do whatever it took uh, to get to that level or 
um, you know, or, or I didn't want to play. That that was just my mindset. Yeah. I was trying to make it down there no matter what because I knew, like, eventually if I play with the best guys, it's going to make me the best guy. Like, I was always the kid that, you know, tried to play with older kids because I wanted, you know, to be challenged. Like, even if I mm-hmm. wasn't great, I wanted to be challenged, right? Because I knew for some reason I just knew it would make me better. So that was always my mindset. Um, no offense to you sports. There's some ballers that, that have come out yeah. of youth sports, but just that was just my mindset at the time, right? So um, I, I took that shot, and um, I don't regret it. Some of my best friends I met, you know, down south still to this day. Like yesterday, I went to the Buffalo Bills game, had my, my one of my teammates, my roommates, uh, my good friends linked up with him, right? So these are lifelong, um, yeah. so like, friends that you make, uh, you know, going down there. So – I wouldn't change it for the world. I, I would recommend anyone, if you want to play U-Sports, play U-Sports. But, you know, I, if I had a son that wanted to play football, I'm like, anything you do, you got to hang around the best people that do it and compete yeah. against the best because that's what's going to make you the best. For sure, for sure. Did you see a huge drop-off between NCAA and U-Sports, though, like in terms of, like, talent? or Man, You know, overall, like, the depth in NCAA is unbelievable because you got – so literally, there's way more people playing football in, in, in like in the states, right? That mm-hmm. like the recruiting, they take it way more serious. They're trying to, get, you know, there's big money, right? So they got uh, people working day and night trying to find the best players around the country. So you know, I remember at my position, like each there's like 18 receivers uh, when I was at Buffalo. 18 receivers. Dang. Each one of those receivers was the best receiver in their high school, right? That's, <laughs> so like. In, especially in the states too, so these are big time schools, and so you like that's that's your competition, right? So, um, and then every single day it's like a dogfight, day in and day out, you know, trying yeah. to be great, right? So, um, there, I don't know if there's a huge drop off because the top guys in U sports, I feel, can play down down south, right? If once once they get down there, you get they get the coaching and they get the experience, they can hang with anyone. We've seen it in basketball where. You know, once these guys start going to prep school early, mm-hmm. right, they're just as good as anyone down there, right? So, yeah. but the drop off comes with the depth, right? There's, you know, the best of the best can hang with guys down there, but you know, your second stringers and third stringers and fourth stringers weren't the best guys in their high school. They're they're Fair just hanging around trying to get a, a, you know, a leather jacket or whatever, right? So, yeah, uh, that that's where the drop off comes. And coaching, the coaching is a big drop off because I remember there were like twenty coaches on our, our Buffalo staff, right? You got yeah. every position. Like think about even for receivers, you got outside receiver coaches, then slot yeah. receiver coaches, right? Yeah. Um, then you know the H back receiver coach, which is kind of a tight end, but every yeah. position literally has a coach. You got uh, strong a strong safeties coach, uh, a weak side safeties, safeties coach, coach. Like, you know, yeah. nickel corner coach. Every position has a coach. Every you're, like intricacy and in, yeah. You, every day you're getting like coached up to the to the best ability. There's so much money in it. The, yeah. the resources are so much better. The weight training, they're hiring the best uh, strength staff to get you as strong as possible. So yeah. everything that you're you're doing day in and day out is at the highest level, right? And mm-hmm. that's that's where the drop off is, and that's what produces you know great results, right? So, um, so like I said, the top guys can hang, but the the depth is everywhere else is 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 heightened. Yeah, I definitely can agree with that. I remember for myself playing in the States, like the major difference was like, I was like, this guy's not faster than me, but he, everything he does is like on yeah. point, like from running routes to like how they execute. Yeah. But they are so fine tuned with it in terms of the coaching, right? And I think that's the major difference when you see what's going on up here and what's going on down there. Yeah. Um. So you played in the CFL for six seasons. 
Um, but once an athlete, always an athlete. So what, and I've seen like all these workout videos, right? So I'm like, all right, so he's played professional football, but there probably might be something after that. What kind of like athletic like in- endeavors are like on your list? Oh, for, no. So yeah, when I was done playing, well, yeah, you're right. Once an athlete, always an athlete. So like once, um, like I figured out I wasn't going to play this season. I played a lot of golf, bro. And mm. at first it was rough, but like, obviously I played a little bit when I was younger. Uh, you know, obviously growing up and watching Tiger Woods, I always went out there and tried to do a, a thing or two. But, you know, I play actually playing on the golf course and, and you know, not spending 100 hours out there because you're losing your ball all the time is tough. Yeah. Right? So I played a lot of golf. I channeled my channeled my energy into, into playing golf. And, uh, bro, it was it's, it's still tough. But, you know, you figure out, like, especially in sports, like the more time you put into it, the more you practice, the more you focus on your craft, the better you get at it. So that was like the my little endeavor after after football and uh like i kind of not i don't say i fell in love with it because it's a lot of time you have to spend yeah i kind of like the challenge of it was really uh intriguing to me and, and trying to get better at all facets of the game it's a so it's one of those games you'll never master right but if you're like a an athlete that likes that challenge you'll probably be drawn to it so uh that was the the, the one sport that i was like okay i gotta let me master this and obviously we all play like basketball and stuff when we're, we're growing up. So yeah, you know, just mess around with with my friends. Like a couple friends had me come out to their little leagues and and, and run around and you know, <laughs> feel like you're back in high school. Again. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And they wake up the next day, right? So yeah, it's, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not fun waking up the next day. Oh yeah, I can hear that about golf though, because like if you're off by like a centimeter, your whole game is yeah. is like, I've never seen such a mentally challenging game, right? Um. I think I'm just thinking about what something you've been bringing up a lot, but like always challenging yourself against like bigger competition or what's the next challenge Yeah, is that, and it reminds me, so a previous interview I had um, talking with Chris Chang, he's the university coach at the university of Windsor, um, but he's from Scarborough. And he's talking about the reason I'm in the place I am right now is because of the grit I developed in Scarborough. Does that drive to challenge everything come from your environment that you had in Mississauga? Yeah, no, honestly, I've seen I've seen both cases because there are people that grow. I know, like meeting a lot of athletes, there are people that grow up in places where sports aren't great, and you know they've kind of had to have that inner drive, like you know going outside and working on stuff on their own and and stuff like that. So for me, it's a little bit of both. Like I was really passionate about football, love everything about football. In my head, I was like I was gonna make it no matter what. Like that was my mindset. I was like I'd wake up before school, go run sprints and go home and, and get ready for school. Like, like I would just do anything to make it right. And I feel like, you know, if I grew up wherever I grew up, um, that would like that mindset would still be there because it's internal. Yeah. Um, but my environment helped because I was playing with like really good players, especially when I got to the Warriors, um, really good players that, you know, initially I wasn't, I wasn't on the same level as them. I had to really work. And in, like when I first started playing Warriors, I was like not even – like in the top half of the good players, I was like, wow. it was really discouraging. And yeah. I was like, okay, I got to work. But that's like the in- internal thing in me where I was like, okay, I'm not that level. I've got to work. A lot of people maybe would have shot away, maybe would have folded. I don't know. But internally I was like, all right, I'm not at that level. What do I got to do? Start working out. 
know, to get faster. Um, I always had like receiver skills, but you know, started running more routes, right? Start, what can I do? And it was obviously the the biggest difference came when I started like lifting, and and then uh, when I met like my trainer uh, Jesse Corona because he really put me like a, on a regiment, right? That yeah. other guys weren't on. And that's where I was able to start developing and taking and taking steps. But um, I think your environment does help. But it's 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 it, a lot of it has got to be internal because you hear about these guys that make it from the middle of nowhere. Like what what do they have? Right. They, it was just them and, and internally. But then other guys, maybe they don't have it internally. But they love the sport, but the people around them like beat them up so much in their sport that it drives yeah. them you know, to something great. Right. So I think it can be a mix of both. And, you know, a lot of great athletes you'll find. Uh, you'll find so you'll find one or the other of the, like the best of the best. You'll find both, right? The guys mm-hmm. that have it internal, and then they'll also have the environment that fosters that. For sure, for sure. Oh, that's great. Um, just to switch gears here, so you're a family man. Um, you're like the ultimate girl dad. <laughs> <laughs> not one, not two, but three <laughs> girls. <laughs> Can you describe the experience of not just being a father, but the father of three girls? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's a lot different than you know, I would have expected, right? Because like, okay, so before you have kids, you're you're growing up, you're in high school, you're talking with your friends, like, yeah, man, I can't wait to have all the boys, you know, <laughs> so like, you know, go in the yard, you know, run around, do all the stuff stuff that you do with your boys, right? And yeah. that's the mindset. So like, when you have a girl, you start thinking, okay, what like this is different than I ever imagined, right? But it ends up being greater than you ever imagined because. Anything a boy can do, I feel like a girl can do, right? I, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just a different relationship that you have with a girl because you have to kind of tap into a way of thinking that you never thought of. You got to develop uh, emotionally uh, and mentally. It challenges you to be, you know, just a better person because some stuff that you know, like you have to talk to them differently. You have to, mm-hmm. um, you just it's just everything about you talk softer around them, right? Everything about you know, your emotional intelligence, like, um, raises up just because, you know, you're, you're trying to raise, uh, like girls to become young women. So you like, I'm yeah. like, researching, like, you know what I mean? Like what, <laughs> like, what, what can I do to, to make her the best version of herself? Right. So mm. like, if it was a boy, I wouldn't, I don't know, I'm not researching nothing. I just, what's up, you know, just talk to him. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. You so, already know, right? So yeah. So I, I feel like, um, like I tell all my friends, man, it's, it's, it's awesome having a girl. Like I never think, uh, like, oh man, I wish I had a boy or like, if I had a boy, I'd do this. It just never even crossed my mind. Like I yeah. got, I got these girls and my, and my mission is, you know, to uh, make them or get them to be the best version of themselves. So um, I love it, man. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, you know, I watched that movie Richard the other day and it kind of, uh, it, it, a lot of it kind of reminded me of myself. Just, I'm not that crazy about put like, I want them to do whatever they want to do. Like he had a plan that like, they were going to, yeah, whatever. I'm not like that, but uh, whatever they choose, like my, my oldest one is in piano. I'm like, so like we'll, we'll practice, we'll, you know, we'll go through her book, you know, just whatever you do, right. Try to be great at it. Right. Why not? If, yeah. Especially if you love it. Right. So oh, for sure. That's the, that's the same mindset I had. So, yeah, man, it's I, I love it. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for the world. The only time I'm like I own, I don't regret it, but the only time I'm like, oh man, is it early in the morning when you gotta wake up and change diapers? You're like, ah, oh, yeah. I, I can get some more sleep right now. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but I love it, man. No, it's dope. I feel like don't you have like certain days where it's just like you go to your wife and like, what is going on here? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's like almost every day, bro. Uh, oh, like, dang. Look at each other. They're running around. I'm like. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's funny, but you know what? Like the more people, especially when you have kids, like you know, people would meet you and then they're like, "Oh, I remember when my kids were that age," and you understand that you know this phase doesn't last forever, right? Soon, you know, they'll be in middle school, then high school, then you know, it just goes by so fast. So. Um, I always try to just, just enjoy it. It's hard in the moment because you're like, you just like have no sleep and you're thinking, Oh, what is, what can I, what can I sleep? Right. So, but it's, uh, no, no, no. Like we love it, man. We love it. Yeah. No, that's dope. Um, you probably definitely got a lot of time with your kids over like the last year and a bit. <laughs> Everyone's stuck in one room. Oh, trust me. Uh, yeah. So 2020 comes in, um, you actually signed back to the Argonauts for your second stint. Um, but then the season gets canceled. Yeah. Um, and then you choose to hang up your cleats. What were the thoughts going through your head through that, like just that time, that time off and everything? Yeah, man. Like, so 2020 comes time back with the Argos season gets canceled. Um, at home, like everybody else, I'm like trying to figure out, man, like, cause my whole mindset, I was going to play, um, but then, I started doing stuff in, in, in media. Like I had a podcast. I was you know, talking to athletes left, right, and center. And I'm like, man, I kind of like this. Like, like, how do I, how can I do this while I'm still playing? Then we had our third, we had, we had our, or we're pregnant with our third daughter. I'm like, man, like it was tough to play with, with two kids, especially when we were in Edmonton. That's the whole reason why I signed back. Cause I wanted like our family to be together the entire year. And I was like, man, yeah. it's going to be, damn near impossible to leave these guys after a whole year at home. We got a routine. We got everything set. And so then you start thinking, like, how could I, you know, replace this income? Because it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to leave a job without a plan B. Yeah. Um, so I, I start thinking, like, what could I do? Reaching out to to pe- certain people. And then, um, unfortunately, um, for TSN, Chris Schultz had passed away. Uh, he was, you know, a big figure in the CFR world. Um, was a broadcast for a long, great broadcast for a long time, but he was doing the Argos broadcast on TSN 1050. Mm-hmm. And, um, the uh, Mike Hogan, the, the play by play guy, I had reached out to him and to see like what they were planning to do with that position. And, uh, immediately he was like, Nate, I would love for you to fill that role. I don't know if you're retired yet, but I would love for you to fill that role. Then I didn't know if I was going to retire at that point, but I was just trying to put out feelers, see what I would do if I didn't play. And, but once he said that, then that started the ball kicking. I was like, okay, so I can do that. And then I have a, a sports camp and I could do those two things. And then, but the main thing was I wanted to stay at home. Right. So, yeah. um, actually ended up signing with Montreal because I wasn't, I still wasn't sure that I was not going to play for sure. But the, the, as the season got closer, I'm like, there's no way I could leave, man. I just like, yeah. like it just, it just, it just wasn't making sense. It was, it wasn't. It was, it was tough to stop playing, but I knew like for the, for the family, like I couldn't, I couldn't spend another season away, especially with three kids. That would have been like impossible. Yeah. On, I wouldn't want to put my wife through that. So for sure. Um, I really love the media side, like, just like you, like you said, but I was going to be, have an opportunity to be part of the game still. Mm-hmm. And, and with the, the, my playing knowledge, I think I, I, I'd add something to the broadcast and, and the perspective that, uh, maybe listeners never considered before just because I had just played and all the guys playing. So yeah, I I was like, man, all right, let's do this. Right. And then immediately when I made that decision, man, it was just like, it was just like relief. It was like, okay, 
I'm going to start this new new career. Um, I'm young for this career, right? So it's a great yeah. time you know, to get in. I, I and then another main reason why I decided to do it is because like if I don't take that opportunity, I they're gonna you're gonna replace that role, and who knows where I'd get in the next time, right? Right. So yeah. I was like, you got to get in right now, um, and, and, and see where it, it takes you. So. No, it's been it's been a great ride, man. I didn't miss playing one time, bro. Like there were times where really? I was in the press box, dudes would get, dudes would get hit. I was like, ah, I don't have to deal with that. Really? <laughs> so you don't even get like a little itch at all when like plays come. Oh wow. No, nah, man. Like I, the only time I like warm when dudes are warming up and the music playing and you're just like flowing and you're going and just catching the ball. That feels good. Like that's why I'm like, damn, I wish I was out there. Like the East Final. We're doing, and I'm like, the crowd was like, it was full. I'm yeah. like, these are the kind of games like you want to play in, man. Like when, when everybody's hyped up and the crowd is full, and you know, you make a big play, everyone's yelling. Those are the, those are the games I miss. But then I think about it to be able to do something like that, I'd have to give up, like you know, spending time with the family and and yeah, yeah. I was like, it just the sacrifice would be too much, right? So it just didn't even they didn't I didn't make me miss it at all, and. The fact that I was close to the game, that's what made it easier. Like if I mm-hmm. never got the job to be you know, doing the games, I would be, I would be, I'd definitely miss it a lot more, bro. Honestly, I For would. Sure. But now I, sure. I watch film just like I was playing, just, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's, 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 I don't miss it at all for some reason. I should, but I, I don't. Well, that's not Okay. So if you say, for example, if you didn't have that year off, do you think you're still in the same, having the same decision? I'm I'm still playing, bro. If the year off didn't happen, I'd still be on the ground of things that wouldn't it wouldn't even enter my mind. Like my goal yeah. was I wanted to play till I was like forty, bro. I was like, yeah, you know, the CFL is dope. Like I, you know, played six months and then have six months off. I'm like, I can do this for for as long as till the wheels fall off. Till they tell me anymore. So that was the goal. But that one year, you know, do start thinking like, okay, what's my life after football gonna look like? Like mm. this stuff. It makes you. It makes you really think. Like this could really just end at any moment. Then what are you gonna do, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then I got that opportunity. I'm like, shoot. Like, yeah. I mean, I like in football, you can get cut at any time. They can tell you when it's up. For this, like, as long as you do a good job, it's like I I can do this. You know, for a long. Oh, I just need my voice. I can do this for a yeah. long time, right? So yeah. Um, it was just adding up to the situation where I was like, I thought about it so much. And when you think, start thinking about it so much, like you're already mentally out of it. I was like, mm-hmm. I got to do it. But honestly, if I didn't get to, if I didn't get to do the Argo games this year, I probably wouldn't, I would, I would have still played. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think it's just, even with that year off, I think with your kids, they're used to one situation where it's, I'm gone for six months and I'm back for six months, but yeah. then you have this period of time where for 18 months you've been home. Yeah. And then to go back and be like, all right, we're going back to the six months off, six months yeah. on. They'd be like, bruh, what yeah, are you bro, doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You know? <laughs> stay home. So, yeah, I can definitely understand understand that. Um, so with the broadcasting and everything like that, um, you being on TSN 1050, uh, was that something you always wanted to do after your career? Or was it like you found broadcasting or did broadcasting find you? Man, that's a great question. I, I don't know what I exactly what I want to do out there as a plane, but I remember uh, in 2017, uh, one of like I've been doing interviews for a long time, but like one of the, the guys that worked for the radio station and the, the broadcast partner for Edmonton, they wanted me to do some stuff for the Great Cup for them. They were like, hey, would you be interested in, you know, 
covering the Great Cup a little bit with us. And I didn't know what that role would look like. But immediately I was like, yeah, why not? Like, if we're in it, like, I'll do some stuff. And then if we're not, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll love to be a part of it because I've never gone to a Great Cup. But, you know, the, so the guy, um, Morley Scott, he – he was like during Great Cup week we were doing like live hits for he had me interviewing players like he threw me in the fire he like he had me interviewing I didn't even know I was gonna do all that he had me interviewing player had yeah. me on the streets interviewing people um all, just walking around asking them about the Great Cup and stuff like that and I fell in love with it that week I was like I love this I could do this um you know because I I wanted to be like funny I wanted to have like that cabbie um kind of, <laughs> kind of role but no not everybody can be that cabbie but cabbie, just, yeah you know have some personality with it uh have fun with it so like i i was like yeah i could definitely if they're if they're gonna pay me i can definitely do this um because obviously i already played so i have i know a lot of guys the relationships different like i'll get stuff out of guys that normally um media guys can't get so i was like let's do this like uh like i got in my head i'm like okay when i'm done playing some way, somehow, I'm going to do something in the media. I didn't know I was going to do play um, like a color commentary, though. That's something I yeah. never really thought about. But when you start talking about stuff in media, like, you just have to you just have to do like everything, or you know, take take chances or be uncomfortable because yeah. you never know when it's going to you know lead to something else, right? So, um, you know, start doing that. Then you know, obviously. Uh, got a chance to do some stuff with the Raptors, and that's like the ultimate dream, right? I'm like, yo, if I can do because I love basketball too, so if I can do football for six months of the year, then after basketball, football, to basketball, I'm like, bro, I'm living the dream, right? Yeah, yeah. talking about sports uh, for a living. Some I don't like. I don't get me wrong. I put in the work. I watch the film and all that, but some that comes second nature to me, right? And it's like stuff I'm already doing. Like you probably feel this way too, like. You're already talking about sports all the time with your with your boys and boys, you're yeah. about it all the time. It's not like it's not like something that's foreign to you, right? So mm-hmm. that's uh that's that's been definitely the dream scenario. And you know, um it wasn't something I initially was always thinking about doing because like when you're playing, you're always just thinking about okay, the next year playing and whatever, like something will come up. I was like, something will come up uh after I'm done playing, but once I got a taste of it in 2017, covering the the Great Cup, and that was in Edmonton, I was like, yeah, like the media, the media stuff is cool. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. no, that's for sure. Um, I think it's yeah, just taking every opportunity at it, even though it's like a little bit nerve wracking. Even doing this is sometimes could be nerve wracking. Yeah. First time I ever heard my voice back, and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the more and more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it, right? And Thanks. yeah, um, I think just me doing a lot of these interviews and hearing people's story and stuff. It's like, Oh, I didn't even know that. Or like, Oh, that's a dope thing to hear about. Right. So I think, yeah, it just, and if you love it and if it's something that you're already normally talking about, like it just comes naturally. Right. So no, that's great. Um, So in terms of broadcasting, what is the biggest like learning curve you didn't expect? Mm, That is, that is a good question. I don't know, man. I have been, Ah, that's a good question. So for specifically um, uh, color commentary, right? Like, so for the Argos, I remember early on when I first started, because I never did, I never had like any real training. There was like, oh, I think you're going to be good. Go ahead, do it. Um, yeah. So the biggest thing I had to learn was when the play-by-play guy is, is talking, explaining the play, like I, I there'd be a big place that would happen. And I'm like, that's going to be a, t- that's a touchdown. Yeah. Right. Like I just get so hyped because I, I can see the play developing. I see the, the route, double move guys open. 
see the ball in the air, I'm like, that's a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. But I've got to give him the opportunity to explain the play because people are listening, like, especially on radio, they're listening. They don't know what's happening, right? Yeah. They don't know what I'm seeing. So I, and a couple of times that happened, I was like, I caught myself, I'm like, damn it. Like, like <laughs> but I got so hyped. And he's like, no, 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 no. I love your enthusiasm. And it'll yeah. come and goes. But just remember, I've got to tell the people what's happening that you have you have your way with it. So that was a big learning curve for me just because I'm a hype person. So like when I see something like I'm like I'm like ready to, you know, jump yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a process uh to, to get to to get it out there. And you know, that was that was a big learning curve for me. And then and then another one was just like so something can happen on the field, right? Uh I don't always have to just tell you what happened on the field there's like multiple ways to go about it right so if a guy caught a slam pass uh, in the second window or whatever and i'm like i can just say hey that was a great job by him a quarterback finding the second window but i can mm-hmm. like go into details like this guy is one of the best slant runners uh slant runners in the entire league uh he understands you know timing and finding windows of, of different uh different angles to get to the ball finding zones very savvy player there's different ways to describe it and there's not always one way. So always just finding my way and thinking about with different ways to make people understand what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that I've been, I've been, I've been working at and, and, and trying to perfect, but um, those are the two biggest things that I probably, you know, took away this year. And, you know, but in terms of like interviews, like my interviews that when I'm interviewing other people, I just like to talk to them. Like I would, like if, like if I'm sitting beside you in the locker room and just yeah. asking questions, like yo, so what was this like? You were, so you went you went here, then and what happened there? And they're just like that, right? Just like we're on Facetime or whatever, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to catch up with you, right? So uh, that that came more natural than um, than anything because I just took the mindset I was like, okay, I really want to know what this guy's all about. I'm just gonna act like I'm on the phone with him and 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 see how that comes out and. You know, when I was doing the, the podcast a lot, I think um, a few people appreciated that. And, and yeah, no, it was dope. Got uh, more opportunities from that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think it was I think because you had played and you understand the players because it's been very recent. Right. Yeah. Um, I think just from the things that you do and you're commentating, it's like all the little intricacies like the fan doesn't know, but it's great to hear because you can learn it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's why they do this. And then you can now have the connection to it. And it makes the game a little bit more enjoyable to watch because it's like you're actually like you're seeing all the action, you're hearing everything, and but you're also learning why this is happening at the same time, which is great. Um, where do you think like how far do you think you would go with broadcasting? Because you've done certain passion projects, all ball podcasts. Yeah. Um, you started this little new little segment. Uh, yeah. Teach tape with Tay. I love that, bro. That's which, like my, I love that. Yeah. Which, like, I've been loving. Just a little intricacies. I think the one you had with um, Trevor Harris when he's in Montreal and he's throwing the corner out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. Like, and he's only been there for like, he was only there for like a week at that point. Right. 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 But I think, like, yeah, things like that. Um, how much energy do you want to put into like passion projects like that so they can grow and be bigger? And, um, yeah, do you see yourself being in a bigger role in the broadcasting world, like TSN panel or something of that nature? Yeah, that's definitely, man. That's the you, every time, like when you play sports, like it's always like, well, you know, your goals that you have and reaching goals. Like, so, like, I remember my first year in football, I was like, 
was like, man, like I want to be the best receiver on this team. Like right now, I'm probably the worst, but like I want to be the best receiver. Then you reach that goal. Then you're like, man, I want to be the best receiver in in in, um, in Mississauga. You know, then you reach that goal. It's like, okay, I want to have you know, the best receiver in Ontario. Like, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. always goal. So this is my first year, got my feet wet. And now I'm like, okay, um, like it's time to get on TV, right? So you know, they've been there's been some talks. We'll see where it goes. Um, but that's definitely a goal. Um, but with those things, like the guys have been in spots for so long, right? So like, unless in, in the media, as long as a guy, as long as, unless a guy quits or uh, retires, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to break in. Um, uh, but, uh, I can tell you that, you know, that's, that's the definitely a goal of mine. Uh, in the next couple of years, my, my, the guy that I do the games with Mike Hogan, he's like, man. Like I gotta fill this job in in you know in another year because you know you're gonna be on TV soon. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like I, I'm like, that's <laughs> cool that you're saying that because you know the game. Like yeah. I'm just having fun. Like I told him, like I would do this radio thing. You know, I, was, I have fun with it. If I do TV, I still want to do all the Argo games on radio, right? Somehow, <laughs> you know, work that in. But honestly, like it's uh, like I have goals. Definitely, I want to reach. Like one day, you know, the be on ESPN, right? Do, do yeah, something yeah. on ESPN. Um, maybe move to a warmer weather city like you know, Los Angeles or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Get cold. So yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I get to go to LA or something. But that's definitely the goal because I obviously played in the NCAA. I know that game too, or, mm-hmm. or NFL. But those, you know, like I said, those jobs are hard. But I feel like uh, like I'm on the right path. I'm, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm young enough where you know if I keep getting better, keep watching the tape, keep showing people I know what I'm talking about, be entertaining. Um, I, I feel like I can, I can, I can reach a lot of the goals, but I just, right now I'm, I'm having fun doing what I'm doing, bro. Like, I, I really like the, the teach tape thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm expanding that to like having like this week, I actually was working on it before we came on. I got yeah. recorded a couple episodes where I have another player in the league That's who's dope. making the play, telling me like, I tell him what I see. He tells me what he's seeing and That's sweet. collab and then, you know, show the play. So, yeah. Um, uh, like that's that that's love for me. Like I love doing that. Like if I got paid at zero dollars, I'm like I love like watching the plays develop and seeing what guys are thinking, why it mm-hmm. works, chess pieces, why coordinators calling this play, what how he set it up. Like I yeah. love that stuff, right? So and I know people are interested about it too because there are guys in the league that hit me up like, bro, that like I I I was in that game and yeah. you were right about that and. And then adding something to it, so it's uh, it's 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 love, man. I love I love I love that part about football, and I love that people. The response that I was getting from it, people were like were like, yeah, man, I'm actually that's cool. And then I'm gonna look out for that next time, right? Mm-hmm. So, man, that's it's so cool to see people that like know football, but you know, just never thought about it in that way, kind of yeah. learn something, and it's just, so it was really satisfying, especially with that T tape stuff. So, like you like like you asked, like. I'm trying to expand that as best as I can, give people, you know, some kind of insight to the CFL game to make their viewing pl- uh, pleasure a lot better. Yeah. And, you know, if I can be on TV, I'm, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Um, do the Great Cup on Sunday. I never thought, I'm like, man, I never played in the Great Cup now. Like, <laughs> like you're I'm doing gonna, it, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, be broadcasting the Great Cup with TSA on the radio. I'm like, man, that is so cool. And it's, it's such a big honor. So, 
Um, so far, I've been blessed, man. But like the goal is always to you know, keep striving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but those goals will only be reached if I day in and day out, you know, hone my craft, right, and and try to get better. Just like the same the same mindset I had with football, like every day trying to get better, uh, not thinking like I know everything because I don't. I love you know asking questions and and try to figure out like how other guys are successful. Yeah, like, like a guy. Like I think about like David Sanchez, like he's he's uh, on the panel right now. Sanchez is dope. Yeah, man, he bro, yeah. he's such a good dude. Like he'll hit me up, and like, hey man, like do do this or think about this when you say this, or you know, what I mean, just a helpful dude. And yeah. um, I think about that, and I'm like, man, like he doesn't have to do that. The guy, he's he's got nah. or whatever, but he's down to help other guys coming up and. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's something I would, I would do if I ever get to that level too. Right. So, but it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a cool time for sure. And, and just trying to take advantage, man, because these opportunities don't come around very often. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a great time in just Canadian sports. Right. And I think you have obviously great broadcasters, like, like Chesley, like you said, um, Donovan Benefit is like, <laughs> you gotta get him on I know, I know. He's like a le- he's a legend, right? Like yeah. I've been watching him since like the University on the Rush days yeah, back same. back in the day, right? So, yeah. um, and I think one thing about starting this podcast and everything like that, and being able to spotlight to Canadian sports, I think it's about to take a next like jump. And you're seeing a lot of these smaller leagues, whether it's uh, CPL or CBL, and yeah. I love it because it now creates jobs in Canada for not just the players but for broadcasters yeah. uh athletic therapists and coaches of all of that nature right so um there's more opportunities and that will lead just to more bigger opportunities for for people right so you're starting off with radio now but there's it might open 10 other doors for you right later down right. in the future so i think it's just all about like using your current situation but preparing for the next one at the same time a hundred percent like for sure I, like what you said like all the leagues starting up, like you can tell, like you know, people are like, there's there, there's something missing. Okay, we don't have soccer in Canada, like like our own Premier League. Let's start one. We don't have mm-hmm. like, a basketball, you know, like league that people could be like watching on TV, right, and take serious. Let's start one, right? So I love that. And then you need broadcasters for that. You need athletic therapists. You need coaches. Yeah. You need general managers. You need support staff, right? Mm-hmm. Great jobs in Canada and sports. Like the, the passion is here for sports, right? Yeah. And we just need that the, the, those opportunities and not always feel like we have to go to the States to get them. Man. It's really cool. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So just like to wrap it up now, um, it's usually a question I ask most guests. So yeah. like, if you had to go back in time and you had an opportunity to kind of sit down with uh, 12-year-old Nate, yeah, what's like one piece of advice you would give him and why? Man, that is a great question, man. And the 12-year-old me, the 12-year-old me, first of all, was, you know, just all sports all the time, right? Like everything I all, every one of my thoughts was sports. Every, uh, every, everything I did was, was to play sports and all my, pretty much a lot of my friends were, were very similar, but I always wanted to know what it was like to like, okay, what if I, you know, just developed other interests. Right. And, uh, and, and, and just went out, not like went out to like have fun, but, um, but I was like, what, what if I, I, I just spent more time, um, uh, like, you know, if my friends are going to a cottage, like go with them or, or uh, it, it, like parties in high school. I never really went, I probably went to like two parties in high school because I was really? like, is this going to help me? 
play football? Mm. Probably not. And I didn't do it. I didn't do a lot of things because I was like, if it doesn't help me in football, I'm not doing it. So I feel like I missed a lot of experiences because I, I was so not closed minded, but just so focused on football. And you know what? A lot of times to get to like places that you want to go, like you have to kind of just shut everything off. Right. But now I'm thinking like, oh, man, I miss I miss a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I miss a lot of, there's some birthdays I missed when I was at school in the States and, and things like that. But yeah. um, I definitely don't regret it. I loved uh, a 12 year old me. I was like, I always remember, you know, just being funny and thinking, man, I'm like the perfect son. Like all I do is want to play sports. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, I, I was like thinking, yeah. about, all I do is want to play sports. I want to watch sports. Right. Maybe I don't wash the dishes or take out the garbage like on time. Like I'm, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm here watching sports, and uh, but man, the tutorial me, I just tell, just like, just just have an open mind about you know it, enjoying things. Everything isn't always about sports all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, try to be a honor roll student because uh, there's I had opportunities to go to like different schools, um, like coming up, and I'm like, and if if I like was focus on more than just my sport and not just the average student. Um, maybe it could have gone to like a Stanford or a school mm-hmm. like that. Right. So, um, that, that's probably what I would focus on more. Like I would tell myself, like spend as much as, as much as I could, but just put as much importance on education as I did my sport. Cause I knew I had to, you know, to go D one, like you have to do your SAT and all that. Right. But mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was just doing it to just get by. I was just doing it to, you know, be eligible. Did you play right? I yeah. would I would tell my twelve year old so twelve year old me, you know, school and life is going to be important. I would tell myself a twelve year old me to invest in Apple. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that that's would, that's facts though. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, just thank you for taking your time today. Um, uh, no, it's just been great. I just saw the knowledge you kind of brought on and just like just the side of your broadcast side, but also just some of your playing side as well. Um, so people want to follow you. Do you mind just giving out your socials or? Yeah. My um, IG is Natay3NATEYADJI3. Twitter is Tay underscore. Wait, no, Tay11 <laughs> underscore. Is it? Yeah, I think so. But I, I feel like if you just type in my name, you'll find it. Um, man, it was an honor to be on with you, man. I appreciate what you're doing um the run and like if you ever need anything man hit me up uh like honestly I'm, I'm i'm down if i could if i could be of assistance man you got it bro and i love what you're doing highlighting canadian stories is big we need more people like you uh we need more more black brothers you know uplifting other people and, and helping yeah. each other out because man there's greatness out there for all of us man and and it's Very not good. i never think bro if there's so much in the world for everyone um, but we could, we don't have to have that mindset. It was like, if I, if I just take it for myself, like we're good. Like I can have a lot and you can have a lot and we can all have yeah. a lot. Right. So the, yeah. the, the pie is endless. Right. And I mean, you just have the mindset of, you know, helping each other out because man, we, there's greatness in this life for everyone. And in the past, it wasn't always like that. It wasn't the opportunity like yeah. that for people that look like us, but it's changing now and we got for together sure. and we got to help each other out. Like I say, it's always like, what's the point of being lonely on the mountaintop, right? Right. So Bring everyone with yeah, you. Yeah. you. Yeah. Be a party, right? So, no, but thank you. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beneath Sport Podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beneath Sports and check us every Wednesday on all podcast platforms. See you in the next one. Deuces.